0: At first I was a Catholic girl Loved the mass, I watched the swirl Of smoke from candles burning While Mary looked up yearning.
1: Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on W O Z O Radio 103.9 LPFM here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday morning, January seventh, twenty twenty three. Um, twenty twenty four, that is. I'm Larry Rhodes or DJ Doubter Five. And as usual, we have our co-host, Wombat, on the line with us.
2: Hello, Wombat. Cleanly shaven and so professional. I'm oh so yeah. Yeah, very good.
1: Yeah. I got a haircut myself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking yeah. very spiffy. Hard I had to a... tell on the radio, though, I bet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Our guest today is doctor I'm sorry, uh, the John Richards from the England. John. Welcome. Hello. I'm not clean. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not clean <laughs> shaven anyway. <laughs> Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling you're the only non-believer in your town, well, you're just not. In Knoxville, here in Tennessee in the middle of the Bible Belt, we have a group of 1100 of us, we're the Atheist Society of Knoxville or ASK, and we will tell you more about us after the mid-show break, so be sure to stick around. I'm about what's our topic today.
2: Why don't have you tried turning it off and then turning it back on again? And and protocols that would make our world a lot more simpler compared to where we are at the A moment.
1: reboot. Yeah. I yes. can think of plenty of areas where they need a reboot.
2: <laughs> Yo, what's up, Boudreaux? Good to see you, yeah, my friend. Welcome, Boudreau. All right. So he's, he's so, clean too. He's clean. I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very clean. Uh Eric, just as a heads up, we are uh setting ourselves up for the show topic, which is have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? Before I get into it, I did wanna throw out some nice pleasantry small talk. And John Richardson, since you are on this call, I want to let you know that I've been addicted to YouTube videos of of late of people flying drones over industrial sites in England, right? And <laughs> what'll happen is, is when they fly the drone over, it's a bit of a provocateur movement because the owners of the building will come and be like, why are you recording? And they'll say like, well, it's legally allowed in England to record if I'm standing in a public space. And there's no flight restrictions over your area, and Google Maps has already taken a picture of your industry. What's the problem? And then the industry guy will be like, Whoa, well, I don't like it. I don't like it. Your private property. But they have, they are arguing, but it's in such the most polite such the most polite english accents i believe this is my private property oh but it's not your private property sir you don't own the (laughs) airspace you see it's like oh i hate it when you say that i'm going back into my building it's so nice to just see people (laughs) pleasantly argue and then the police come and they're like armed police units with us. Like, are you filming on property? It's like, yeah, I'm going to film over the area of a say. It's like, okay, I don't like it, but it's in your rights. So I'm going to leave. I'm like, wow, no one got shot. No one got arrested. No yeah, one got dragged exactly. on the ground. This is so you would never do something like that in America. I tried looking at yeah. the drone laws in America and it's like, don't even breathe outside <laughs> or something bad is gonna happen to you. So you you live in a really good space, is all I'm saying. Like to the point where I would almost love to carry take my drone with me over to England and just be like, This is fantastic. It's just nice to know that the engagement between authorities and yeah. the public is so Ooh. more hospitable than it is in America. And you guys yeah, have yeah. To ask questions first, shoot last. We-
3: Approach. We've been at it. We've been at it for 500 years. I mean, this building behind me, yeah I'm not really here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it, it's where it where it really began because it was built to have a chamber with a gap. So you've got one side and the other side, the left and the right, you know, seating. And the gap in the middle is too big for them to reach across and strangle each other.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they don't and, mix in. Right yeah. next to each other in seats. Got it. Got it. Got and, it. And,
3: and there's a sort of teacher at the, at the head of the queue there who keeps order. He, he, he admonishes them as though they're little children and tells them to shut up when he needs to hear the other people speak. And technically, they are all entitled to have a sword, right? Oh, so interesting. When they go into the lobby, there's a peg marked for your sword
2: interesting
3: you're supposed to hang your sword up before you go into the debate probably
2: a chamber. good idea now are there yeah. any old hats who actually still maintain their sword as even just no, no,
3: nobody's got a pick. sword anymore but you still got your peg you oh, see okay so, okay so not only not only do we not have guns bristling everywhere mm. but you're not even allowed to bring your sword into the debating chamber
2: i'm saying there's a lot to be learned from that and I, I love just knowing that, you know, even, even in America or the land of the free, it's nice to see people express their freedoms in what I find to be a hospitable, polite, and even if it's somewhat pervasive. It's still so much more pleasant just to see honest interaction between the public and authority. Boudreaux, just to give you a heads up, I did buy a drone. I'm having a fun time with it. I'd recommend you get one, too. You love toys. You love Star Wars. Nothing reminds me of that scene in Star Wars flying through the trees than just blasting through a disc golf course with a little uh, 211-gram drone just flying through everything. Highly recommend it. How have you been, my friend? Oh, you're on mute. Yeah, you're on mute. It's okay. Don't worry about it. He's going to get himself off mute in just a couple of seconds. <laughs> try to, Try speaking. Of, okay, as he gets himself set up. Larry, you've been playing video games, right? Yeah,
1: Outer Worlds right now. and It's really Fantas- good. Thank you for recommending it to me. It's very good.
2: Oh, fantastic. So yeah. Outer Worlds is a game where you are basically a astronaut stuck in some sort of yeah, capitalism well. dystopia.
1: Yeah you're uh, you were put to sleep on this uh, colony ship and woke up I don't know 75 years later uh, but you're the only one who woke, who has woken up and uh, you have to try to find the secrets that are available and chemicals and stuff to be able to wake up the rest of the people that's Fantastic. your your main project it's it's really a good game though a lot of shooting up a lot of first person shooter but don't expect ship to ship combat <laughs> right
2: right it, uh, you your- don't have that <laughs> I always any- wonder, what does your character look like?
1: I actually started a female, a kind of a redheaded female, and uh, her name is Amelia Pond. <laughs> uh, nice. John John might recognize that name. Okay. Is there any, is anybody- swords? any huh?
3: swords in it? Any swords?
1: Uh, yes, they yes, do have swords. Melee weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's a character from uh, Doctor Who.
2: Nice. Boudreaux, sounds like you're back, right? Check, check. Test, test. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. How have you been? Where are you located? It looks like you're in a hotel somewhere.
0: Yeah, I'm in Washington, DC. So Ooh. I'm close to my chambers. Um, I'm here for a conference and uh yeah, I unplugged all my microphone and d- video camera and all that. So I guess when I booted up Zoom it had no idea where my where the mic was gonna come from. So Is this your first time in DC or have you I, I come here days? I come here every January. Um I've been coming pretty consistently since mid two thousands, so Nice. Yeah. Is it just
2: for work-related, or are you here mm-hmm. to just make
0: sure the government still works no, and you have to it's... restart it? <laughs> yeah. I like to just check in on, you know, the boss, but no, uh, it's a <laughs> it's a research yeah.
2: conference. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? I'm just checking in on the boss. Like, oh, let him through, good, <laughs> like, let him through, let him through. He has the keys. It's Like, Biden, how are you? I'm doing pretty yeah. good. It's like, all right, see you later. I'm going back home. I got to be on the radio show for Ty's show pretty soon. That's right.
0: Okay. I almost had him. He was going to join us, but uh, something came up.
2: Hey, so last week, uh, speaking of restarting, I had a problem with my camera because I had a minor computer crash. I'm recovered now, but the thing was, when we did our show last week, I had to call for my cell phone because my webcam wasn't like installed and and the drivers weren't up to date. But uh, I didn't do anything to my computer. (laughs) <laughs> with my webcam. I simply just turned off the whole computer, turned it back on again. And what do you know? Everything works. And I, you know, I'm sure that's the secret formula to a lot of recipes to fix Windows Absolutely. products. Absolutely. John Richards, don't get on me on this. We already know we love Apple. <laughs> I, he's holding his mouth back. But the problem is restarting sometimes fixes your problems. And you know who else follows that recipe? The Old Testament God. When all of humanity was starting to act up, and caused us a lot of problems or caused God a lot of problems. Started worshiping uh, different kinds of things and doing stuff that God disapproved of. And said, you know what? I'm going to ask one of my true followers to build a boat. I'm just going to kill everybody else on the planet. I'm just going to kill everyone. All the babies, all the yeah, non-followers. Reboot. Yeah, reboot, system reboot. And don't worry, I'll make a rainbow afterwards. Re- Everybody loves refracted light. <laughs> there was, there's not very many everybody's left, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The few people who are alive really love refracted light. This will make it totally worth it. But totally did a reboot, and according to God, it was good because he's good, and he gets perfectly good. So it's a perfectly good method to solve problems. Fast forward to where we are now. Oh, go ahead, Larry.
1: I was just going to mention that it was that's a classic example of one of his many failures, oh, uh, yes. you know, because the the world was evil and he he killed everybody to get rid of the evil. Mm. And we still have evil. I mean, it didn't work mm-hmm. for, for that purpose anyway.
2: Oh, that's mm-hmm. messed up, Larry. That's messed up. You can't yeah. just say that about God. He he tried so I want hard me to, to give go. you some other examples? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I so, don't want to derail your conversation. Go ahead.
2: So, the main thing is, we now have a new policy. God said, I made that rainbow and I wasn't going to do system reboots and kill everybody anymore. And I'm instead going to, instead of killing everybody, I'm just going to have my own child be killed for you because that makes things totally fine. That's what reasonable approach.
1: All our sins on him and then kill him. Yeah.
2: yeah. I So God said, I made up rules that I wanted you to follow. You're not following them. So I'm going to kill my son on a, on a wooden cross and let him starve and die for like about, you know, until he's passed up to the elements. And then three days later, I'll resurrect him again. And then he'll, he'll just disappear for like 2000 years <laughs> or more. You don't know yet but that'll solve the problems. But the thing is, you know, that's a very complicated strategy. Like I'm trying to take notes and be like, wait a second, there are bad people and then you killed other bad people. was one that was strategy one but strategy two is human sacrifice of a kid that's born in bethlehem through a virgin marriage and he's a teacher and he's trying to teach people but he people thinks he's an apostle like this is a really comp and then it's on a cross and then fabric's tearing like and then three days later there's a stone that has to roll out like this is way too complicated god just go back to the restart button that worked (laughs) when i restarted my webcam it worked and you know what if we had a philosophy where we say if there's a problem pray and God will restart it for you. Like, I have cancer. Okay, God, can you please get rid of my cancer? Sure, let me restart your immune system. Beep, beep, there you go. No more cancer. Thank you, God. Boudreaux, John Richards, Larry, if you all have those problems and they're immediately resolved by just restarting parts of your body or parts of the environment, I guarantee you, you wouldn't be atheist anymore. You would be, <laughs> you would at least be convinced that that well, God exists. Well. <laughs> yes, you would. Tell me why if, I would be wrong.
1: Well, because you'd have well, first of all, let's say that I had problems with my heart and yeah. it rebooted. Now, why would I assume that there was a God that rebooted it? I mean, I would think that it would be some kind of natural process. Aren't we jumping to conclusions unless we actually have a God in front of us saying, I'm going to reboot your heart? You know, that that's evidence saying that he did it and that he exists. But just because my heart rebooted doesn't mean that.
0: Boudreaux. Yeah, well, I, I would think the first thing all of us would want to do as science-minded people would be to test it, right? Mm. If I see someone pray and then the cancer's cured, okay, that could have been a coincidence. Right. We don't know. Right. Do it again. You know, we don't know the good. odds. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's, a Let's take a, a
1: survey of 10,000 people
0: all praying to have their hearts. Uh, yeah. I, I have cancer heard Cancer gone. That. You know, heart I have fixed. heard they have studied and people who are prayed for at the hospital actually do do worse than people yes. who aren't praying Sli- slightly worse that's because we're but...
2: on this weird system with Jesus and all this stuff we should have just gone back to the <laughs> yeah. restart button it's yeah. like god ah I have a lupus oh, here you go I, oh, I don't know. I started your lupus. thank you ah this is terrible John I, I, I don't know
3: I, I, I don't know I was told when I was quite a small boy not to play with my restart button because it would make me go blind
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay alright <laughs> Larry, you bring up a really good point causation correlation, right? Mm. If you don't know the odds of if you can't measure or test something that's supernatural, who are you to tell me that a result was due to a supernatural event or a supernatural, uh, phenomenon or intervention, because I don't know the odds of what it takes for a supernatural intervention to solve a heart disease or knee replacement or to find my keys. Like how many times have I lost my keys in my lifetime, even before I became an atheist or or returned back to atheism, if you will? <laughs> how many times have I prayed to find my keys and I found my keys? How many of those times could I say, "Oh, it's God who did it for me"? Yeah, how like, many God times, atheist?
1: Yeah. And was how many God times God did you, you find your keys, keys without praying?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not as many as times as when I was a Christian, because <laughs> now I had since just bought a tile and now I can just find anything with my cell phone. But well, it's the I, same I've, thing, right? Hey, what's uh, up, John? I,
3: I've actually had my heart restarted because I had uh, open heart surgery, and the, they can't do it while it's twitching, so they stop it. And then, of course, you could have it restarted. And I didn't go to the local priest or pastor to get it done, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I chose to have a surgeon.
1: How do you <laughs> think that would have worked out if you hadn't?
3: <laughs> well, you? I do what know the that? people who refused the operation died shortly afterwards. <laughs>
2: So Larry, then knowing everything you know now, you and if you don't want me bring this up, you had a knee replacement or I knee did. surgery, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If you had as much knee pain as you did, say a couple of months ago, and we said, "Listen, God will reset it for you if you just pray," and if you prayed and you had your knee reset to the point where there's no pain and it's back to its original,
1: you know, that would at least be, that would at least be some evidence that that prayer was um, working, but mm. but know,
2: not I, whether or not the God did it for you, right? oh right. ah, okay okay yeah. I love that healthy degree of skepticism Bujor. do you want to add anything to that
0: yeah just just quickly I think too it's often with these type of scenarios we we, we very often talk about invisible diseases mm. right we talk about things we can't really see but right. you know, a cancer a heart, a heart you know we can't see the broken heart really you know there's uh, other other measures sure but like what about just growing a finger back or growing a missing arm or yeah. something never happens. Never yeah, happens.
2: And people yeah, don't pray why? for that. Right. Why do they pray for that? Right. Right. If it's... Yeah. yeah. Why don't no, we... Pray uh... We could... Oh, wait. Here's, here's a, a bit of a uh, an extended question. Is there any number of events where people did pray for fingers back or eyes back or new knees or their hearts to be reset? Is there any reasonable number of those evidences or those actual... Hey, I prayed for this and now I have my finger back and I can document that I didn't have it and I did have it and I prayed in between. Is there any number of those that could occur that would make you then believe or be convinced that that God actually does exist? Is there any point where your skepticism becomes unreasonable? Larry?
1: Well, again, what I'm saying is, uh, let's say that you pray. Who's to say that you don't have a, a friend who's got powers over here who hear, who's listening to people's prayers? You know, it's, and, and he's deciding who's going to have a, an arm grow back and who's not. It, it doesn't mean, one, that it's a god. It could be a leprechaun that's nearby or a friend, <laughs> supernatural power. Or it could be the Hindu god or some god we never heard of or never existed. Never, I mean, never uh, expected to exist. We don't know. Mm. You know, and every person of every religion, when they're praying, something that something good actually does happen. Gives that credit to their God, right? You know, so it's, uh, yeah.
3: it's
2: just it's it's geographical. John, do you agree with Larry? What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I do. Yeah, what we're talking about here is the there's a fallacy of numbers. It's, that's not quite the right name for it, is it? It's the um, appeal to um, uh, no, I can't think of it. But the thing is that it's not just numbers that's going to make it reliable that you need mm-hmm. to know a connection mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. the prayer and the recovery right. you need to know a mechanism yes because because there's uh all sorts of chance eventualities that could be causing this that are not connected to between the prayer and the ef- and the effect
2: that is so on the case go good go on ahead
0: Yeah, well, I I think um, for me, to answer your question, I think it comes in two categories. You know, if it's a cancer goes away or it's um, it's something that could have happened naturally, possibly, um, someone just gets better. They're right. super, super sick, and they pray and they get better. If it's something like that, where it, it's an invisible disease or it's something that could happen naturally, mm-hmm. I think I'd have to have a pretty good sample size. I'd have to have a, a an uh, so a you know number. I mean, you could say a sample of, of thirty or something like that, and, and a control it, group in a control group. But but if and this is where I've I've, I've even said uh, spooky things like this before. If we are talking about growing a finger back, well then. I probably only need one, maybe two, just to
2: <laughs> rule out. I don't know what. Are you saying that it's impossible for organisms to regrow fingers? No, well, you're human. You
0: know, I mean, if if someone prayed that a salamander grew its toe back, I'd be like, okay, don't
2: they do that? Boudreaux, not to get too (laughs) off topic, but you know that actually, if you lost a fingertip, you can actually, some people actually have documented cases of growing them back naturally without supernatural intervention. Like the very tips of your fingers, Mm -hmm. the fingernail can actually grow back in some cases. It doesn't happen all the time. So, but that is exactly my
0: point. So, so
2: if someone prayed and it
0: grew back Mm. and if that happened twice in a row, I'd be pretty
2: convinced. <laughs> On the same person. Well, okay. I,
0: again, would you be convinced that it was their God that did it? I guess. I guess that opens up a whole other question. I, right. I would yeah. be convinced that the prayer worked. I wouldn't be right. convinced. Oh, that's, interesting. Yeah, that's
1: quite different than uh, involving a God.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because we already because, live in a world where fingers can grow back already. So I wonder why, why, why the praying would be more convincing. Given it would for me, it would have to be like an arm or like a leg grows back, um, and I'd be like, "All right, something,
0: there's something, there's something that doesn't
2: that couldn't happen naturally." Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, or like a more extreme circumstance, something that we can test, something I'm going to observe beforehand, because like an account of it may not be as convincing for me as I and I hate to be gruesome, seeing a person without the leg and then seeing the person regrow the leg. Like I would love to see that before and after and verify it on my own. But what about them, knowing that I could be tricked with like twins or something like that? And what, what
0: about five people in a row all had mm-hmm. a fingertip gr- girl, even a small, if we saw five people in a row happen and all of it was based on people saying the same exact prayer. Um, yeah. It sounds like a pretty rare thing to happen anyway.
2: Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. And it happened
0: to five people in the same city.
2: Yeah. In the back and in the back of my head, I'd be thinking, so like. In the back of my head, I'd be thinking, how fast is the limb growing back? Is it instantaneous? Because now I'm more convinced. Or is it as the same rate that it would grow back if there was no supernatural intervention whatsoever? Now I'm not as convinced anymore because I still can't get the correlation. I see a connection, but I can't correlate the two together. And I think it goes to what Larry had said. Um, A lot of people, when faced with a mystery and have a bunch of conclusions, or as John had written, a number of conclusions, start to jump from science to pseudoscience and start making these non-valid correlations between a lot of a big sample size of a certain amount of conclusions and a hypothesis, but nothing really connecting the two between the two. Oh. And that's how I think we've run into the realm of homeopathy. Are you guys familiar with like medicine that isn't really medicine that's yeah. still being sold on counters today, at least in America? I don't know if England is already. Oh, I'm sure. I'm program. sure they do. But I remember having a cold and going to a drugstore and seeing this cures the cold. And I was like, oh, fantastic. And I bought some Zycam and I bought some other stuff that I don't want to advertise on this show. And then I read the back of the box and it says, by the way, FDA does not (laughs) – or the federal drug agency says this doesn't actually do anything. And I looked at the active ingredients and it's like herbal leaves from Fiji and coal from uh, Mount Fuji. I'm like, what in the world? This isn't real medicine. I want my money back. So –
3: a bit of powdered pangolin scale.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry, what do you what That do you
1: reminds me of an episode of the Beverly Hillbillies where granny, who, you know, everybody is getting a cold. And uh, mm. she worked up some of her cold medicine. And the banker got on wind of it and said, she could cure the cold? Oh, yeah, she can cure it. And he he was going to invest a lot of money. And he got to talking to her. And she says, yeah, you take this stuff. And 10 days later, you'll feel a lot better.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so that's that's right. where we are in that it,
3: yeah so so if if god has tried this reset business a couple of times you know he, right. he did the uh the flood genocide attempt he did the sacrificial son attempt yeah. and neither of them worked so mm-hmm. what's he going to do next
2: <laughs> this, what so here's my here's the trend that i'm seeing Kill everybody on the planet except for just a couple of people. Okay, that's step one. Step ne- next level was just kill one person. See if that works. Doesn't work. How about we just don't kill anybody and just say like I'll let you figure it out for yourselves. And I feel like that's the situation we're kind of in right now. Just like well, I'm like just letting that. you guys figure it out for yourselves.
3: Well, I like the trend. I like the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, God, you're doing violence. better. We yeah, like each shooting.
1: each step less violent.
2: Uh, mm. Let me throw this uh, question out there. You, uh, Larry, you brought up a really good question, because what if it was a leprechaun, right?
1: What's more well, I mean, incredible? it's as believable as any other mythical or, or fantastical character.
2: Now, actually, as... I might disagree with that, because in my opinion, a leprechaun is way less incredible than a god. In my opinion, in terms of the world of the supernatural, the god is the, by definition, most incredible supernatural being. Because if sure. I ask someone what's more credible than god, they could say nothing. God is the one that's most incredible. He makes everything. He knows everything. He does everything, right? Where well, a leprechaun has limitations. <laughs> a leprechaun's not four feet tall. A leprechaun is a very specific height. Leprechauns like very certain things and don't like other things. They're not fully omnipotent. They can be tricked. There's stories. There's folklore behind it. And be captured. Yeah. Right. And and, and they're green. And we all know that
3: it's not easy being green. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it, it, they are able to trick people. And if we open up the door to... Demons or jinn, as uh, in Islam culture, or realms where there are supernatural entities that are capable of tricking you, deceiving you, such as demons or even the devil himself, then what gives us any credence to start believing that a God exists if we open up that supernatural door or that God is the correlating factor between why my prayers are being answered? If there's that door open where there are things that actively are trying to trick me, exists at the same time too.
1: And if a god does exist, how do we know which god it is? Right, I mean, there are right. 32,000 religions in the world today. Sure. You know, just because a god exists, it still wouldn't mean it's a particular god.
2: Boudreaux, I'm going to throw this question out at you. Can't you use the force to 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 cure certain diseases or help people in certain ways?
0: Uh, I mean, in, in Star Wars lore, yes, There's yeah.
2: there's force healing, yeah. So if there's a spaceship that just came into our atmosphere but kept itself cloaked so that we couldn't detect it, couldn't see it, and saw that we were having problems and said, "You know what? We're going to help these people. We'll telepathically understand what their needs are and use the force to help them." That's not a god. It's just people trying to help people, but we can easily misinterpret that if we just don't ha- if we're ignorant to the fact Of like what's out in outer space and we actually just don't know that much about the universe that we're in that's why we rely on science to figure out a bunch of stuff so how do we know that wasn't a force user that grew my leg back or you know alien technology of some sort by a benevolent species that doesn't want us to worship it but is willing to help us out from a distance and continue to not interfere with like our major problems you know it's a weird
1: situation it could even be mic um what microbots these little tiny um robots that, nanobots that, yeah, yeah nanobots that, that uh, they put into to we got the covet
2: vaccines yeah oh it yeah on, yeah put yeah. on yeah. the
1: earth to, to repair us and Bill we gates broken, you got
2: us again <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah and we need to be thinking about a break coming up
2: yeah 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 let's take a break and we'll come right back into the the show okay. topic well have you tried resetting it and turning it back on again yeah.
1: before? Right. resetting right now this is the digital free thought radio hour and w o z o radio 103.9 LPFM here in knoxville tennessee We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I'm Daughter Five, and let's take a moment to talk about the Atheist Society of Knoxville. ASK was founded in 2002. We're in our 21st year now and have 22nd year now. Well, not quite, not until November, and have over 1,100 members. We have weekly in-person meetings every Tuesday evening in Knoxville's Old City at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria. Look for us inside at the high top tables or if it's pretty weather, outside on the deck. You can find us online and Facebook, meetup.com or knoxvilleatheist.org, our website, or just Google Knoxville Atheist, it's just that simple. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and do a search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start Start one. one. That's right. Where do you want to pick up?
2: I want to talk about God and the restart button because he's clearly used it before. It was a perfectly good option, Mm -hmm. trademarked. And (laughs) why don't we keep using it? Why doesn't he just keep using it? Because that works way more simply than the uh, current model where we have to rely on God, Jesus to forgive us for the blood of God and the Holy Trinity. It's too complicated. There's too many aspects. And we still have evil today. So just restart as needed, but maybe not with as much bloodshed. And just do targeted restarts if we have cancer restart our bodies keep us alive but still just restart our bodies if we have global warming restart the atmosphere like you can just turn it off and turn it back on again it already worked god now here's the problem i talked to larry i talked to john writz and i talked to budger about this and they said even if it does happen maybe i'll believe that prayer works but i won't believe that it's the god that did it so here's my additional thing because when i call it when i'm done with it i hang up the phone and i get a bill right? Someone charges my card for the time that they use. What if we had God give us a receipt <laughs> whenever we do prayers? I think it's an easy way to like fix it. Either get it emailed or text message to me from God. Here's the money that you owe me. Maybe it's a percentage. Maybe it's allocated as adjusted based on how much money I have. Larry, what do you think? What if we just charge? Yeah, what if I yeah. just charged receipts yeah. and there's people? And, and, we, and we
1: would get points every time we go to church, you know, we get a statement you get a at, you points. at yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of the if month. To, you know? Yeah. Every you single know, time you do good stuff, you get a broken you arm, you, you, use,
2: discounts. You, you use points to get the arm You're on the discount fixed. program, exactly. <laughs> now we know exactly which God, because we have mm-hmm. his discount program. Why did I pick up all the trash outside? Why did I tell you good morning? Why did I put your shopping cart back? Because I'm trying to get the discount p- points so I can pray to God to reset like my mom's sickness or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think we'd all be on the same page with that, and now we'd have more evidence that that God exists. Would that make you convinced that that God exists now?
1: Yeah, especially when you use the points and, and it works. You know, I, <laughs> I broke my leg. I'm using three points. I'm going to pray for use three points. My legs fixed. Hey, I'm convinced.
2: Okay, you're Larry. You would no longer be an atheist at that point. Is that
1: accurate? Um, well, yeah, pretty much. I, I'd say at that okay. point, it would be self evident that there's somebody giving me points and taking them away and doing the work.
2: Okay, uh, okay, whether okay. it's okay.
1: this particular Christian God or Hindu God or Muslim God, uh, unless it's it that all a statement. <laughs> you know, or the force, you know, it'd be hard to, to totally get on board with it.
2: John Richard, would love to hear from you.
3: So what worries me is how much are these receipts going to be written for? And and what if, what if he doesn't actually send us a receipt, but sends us a, an invoice? <laughs> I mean, how have we paid him anyway? Mm. And, and how much would it have cost to,
2: to do Noah's flood, mm. front hey eh? oh wow 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 from like a production point of view yeah like from god's point of view how yeah. about this what if i like i really do like larry's idea where it's it doesn't charge you money it charges you the karma points like mm. the good boy points or the good girl mm. points the goody oh. points, if you will, yeah. and you get a statement the at the
1: end of each month, so you know how much you got, and, and you get a little statement at the end
2: of each month saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, listen, if you want me to restart your bad haircut or restart your, <laughs> you know, uh, your wedding proposal because it didn't go very well, you're going to have to your do audition. So many good things you have. You're at least sixty points short from where you need to be, so I can't accept that prayer right now. That makes yeah. that would encourage people to go out and do more good things.
3: Yeah. And and with these God points, would yeah. we would, would we be able to go and get a wheelchair, for example, if we needed one, like when Larry hurt his leg?
2: Hmm. I don't know about that, but I can mm. say this. If you try to get God points from the other gods, it, it comes at a, a discredit. So like <laughs> you can try to get points from the Hindu God, but it's only oh, the like wrong percent Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the closer yeah. you get to the one true God, the more you get like a full 100% right. one-to-one. It's like, oh, you're trying to get them from Jade. Well, that's only a ten percent rate. You did good doing the good thing, and you tried to do it for God, but you're kind of off the mark. So we're only going to give you ten percent for that. It's like, okay, well now I need to switch. I need to switch gods. I need to try to get to that true God.
1: And what's funny, the the one religion who does use karma don't have God. Doesn't have God. <laughs> you know, Buddha's. You
0: know, Buddha's not a god. would love to see what you say. So, so I just gonna be the moral dilemma guy in the room but what if what if two people yes. have exactly the same number of points and they both pray for their Ooh. sports team to win Yes, and they're praying other directions what does god do
2: that's a good question that's a really good question <laughs> now there's so much more fine print that has to happen <laughs> right yeah i always wonder about the two boxers that have like the jesus cross on their chest mm-hmm. and the in god we trust tattooed on their arms and they're like wearing, they're like they're they're cursing each other out on the yeah. press conference, but they're wearing the God chain on, yeah. and then they have the diamond-studded God chain, and they have this, and then they fight, brutally beat each other, and one gets knocked out, and they're like, "I just want to thank God for this victory. This is great. This is great." I'm like, the other guy probably would have said the same thing too. Yeah. Same thing with soccer teams, football teams. It's like, yep. you think God helped you win, and the whole team, other team, was like, "Oh, God hated us that day. I guess yep. that was our fault too." Wait, geez. Yeah. What do you do when two different teams have the exact same God points? Well,
1: one of them feels more
2: self-righteous
1: afterwards, feels mm. more like uh, yeah, they're more worthy, less sinful than the other you know, one.
2: I think it, it would ruin sports entirely because if it came down to who did the transaction first, right? Like down yeah. to like the, the nanosecond, right? Like your yeah. prayer came out faster. Sorry that they use the, the, the well the that's why you guy. should
1: pray this year for like next year's
2: wins <laughs> 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 next now, season <laughs> yeah and so now like even god points would have to expire like your god points were even fresher and you did it sooner it's like oh the rules are getting more complicated god like this was a lot easier when you just took care of everything right yeah and i try to come up good. with a simple system for you guys but you atheists made it so complicated for me <laughs> oh geez so-
3: yeah, yeah he's, he does like a bit of complicated, though, doesn't he? I mean, Jesus is a very complicated idea. So mm. what if he does two different sorts of, of coupons, you know? Okay. One for Target, another one for Walmart. Okay. Are you going to have to take your coupons to the right shop to get your prayer answered, or what?
2: Right, right, right. The whole idea would be you only get the full credit if you go to the right God which will hopefully... Yeah, get
1: yeah, that's your problem. You use Catholic points for Baptist events. that That's why your team lost.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. It's like So like when we do an allocation, when you see the adjustment, it's like, God, I prayed for the, my team to win. He prayed for his team to win. Why did his team win? It's like, well, let's look at the budget. Let's look at the asset. You can see here that sometimes you prayed for the escapapel uh it the evangelical god but you were praying for the third street baptist god and you can see that doesn't quite line up percentage wise right you see that so you have to become evangelical if you if you want the the full rebuff bonus or televangelist maybe there's some other version of god out there it's funny i, mm-hmm. I think that's always an interesting situation to figure out you know the easiest way to resolve the problems that we have here might be not allowing Jesus to be the person to resolve our sins or having God be relied on to restart ourselves, but simply come up with a code of ethics that we can govern ourselves by, that self-correcting and allow us to be responsible and accountable for our own the the decisions and actions that we make. And then learn from our mistakes as we work towards a better system for how to interact and behave and treat each other. And while that might not be the best uh, immediate system, I think it's the best long-term uh, model that will eventually get us to a good place where we can all really have the best quality of life. Is that fair? What do you guys think? No God needed.
3: Well, it's, well, it's coming down to that right at the mm. moment, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the popularity of gods and the attendance to, of their palaces, and, mm. and they're all in decline right now. Mm. And so whatever strategy he's been using, it's not working.
2: I mm.
0: like shame. it. I like it, uh, and and I think we've even talked about it in the show. Like, you know, what little things could have been added to the Bible uh, that would have made the world better, and just, I mean, just a simple like incentive structure for just being being good now, not 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 being good to to the man in the sky, and then that way you go on to heaven, and just be good now. It's a, like like Larry said, karma was a, was a really good system. I mean, if, um, if it worked, there was, yeah, I mean. That's a good starting point.
2: Hmm. Okay, Larry. Any more thoughts on this topic before we go to the listener comments?
1: Um, I'm reminded of a cartoon. That says that we need to work. You know, help each other, to collect points. You know, even if they're not real. There's a cartoon out there in climate subject in uh, climate summit, and they're talking about all the things I need to do to make a better world. And the guy says, "What if it's a big hoax and we create a better world for nothing?"
2: Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the point. Make a better world. I love it. We can do it. Now we're going to jump into a topic of the show. Now that we have uh, John Richards and, and Boudreaux here, called "Big Questions with Very Very Few Words in Context." <laughs> them. All right. Here's the question. You you keep saying objective reality. How do you know? How do you know there is an objective reality? So we had that from a listener comment question based on a show called Let's see. Uh, Quit special pleading. The context of it is we were talking about objective reality and subjective reality passingly through the show. One of the comments was, well, how do you even know there's an objective reality? Boudreaux, going to throw it out to you. How do you even know there's an objective reality? If you use that term, feel free to.
0: <sighs> yeah, I wasn't part of that show, of course, but um, it. um my mind first goes to, I know that I have a reality that can't be disputed. I mean, I have no idea how you guys... Are interacting and in, uh, you know you guys could be you know robots or, or or simulations or whatever, but I'm I'm definitely experiencing something that I can for sure uh, 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 I, I for sure know it's real. It's, it's not an illusion. So I don't know if that's kind of where you guys were going with that uh, conversation or not.
2: Um, okay. So you know that you at least have a subjective reality, right? And a okay. reality that you're experiencing. Yeah. But how do you know that there's a reality that I'm experiencing and you're experiencing that is impartial to our opinions of it? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know how we can know that for certain. Ooh, big question. Yeah. Small, yeah. small word. Uh, Larry and John Richards, I'm going to let uh, Larry, do you want to comment on? on yeah. It'd that
1: be a short comment. Mine is that uh, what options do we have? I mean, can we just can we ignore the reality that our senses present to us? Okay. Good. Good luck with that. I mean, how long would you last? You know, mm. you're welcome to try, but you'll. You know, I, I don't think that you would survive very long.
2: So you're saying, from Larry' your point of view, it's an operating assumption. And Louder, right. you're saying you honestly don't know. It's a difficult thing to test, but lacking other recourse, we we operate under that basis that there is an objective reality and objective truth that we're we're working around and trying to better understand. John, I would love to hear what your point of view is. What do you think?
3: Well, I don't think an individual can have objectiveness. I don't think it's possible because everything that goes through a brain mm-hmm. will be tainted by the, the uh, biases, by the right. belief systems, by the experiences of that brain. However, if we club together, we can right. get a consensus right. of, of agreement about observation. <laughs> And that's as close as we can get to objectivity. If we if we have multiple, similar or identical uh, observations, measurements, then we got to assume that's real.
2: Right. Well, I and I I have something that's. I just want to add some nuance here. The goal of science is to get as close uh, to build a model that explains rea- objective reality as closely as possible. In fact, that's the. That's the one true goal of science, if anything, it's like to have a model to explain large interactions and small interactions, the grand universal theory. Uh, I brought that up because uh, Larry is playing a game called Outer Worlds, where there's a character who's literally his whole thing is about figuring that out. And it's a very good character arc. I don't want to have any spoilers, but that is the goal of science is figure out a model that explains reality. It's not to figure out reality itself. It's just to build a model that can get us close to there. Um, And as a result... We, that comes with some sort of admission that we won't ever truly know objective reality 100% because it's a we understand that we are biased and that we have our own subjective realities that we filter all information through. However, we have found a very good tool to reduce that subjectivity, and that is through collaboration with other people, particularly ideally with different points of views that can help us to, uh, as like a grand denominator, reduce our biases by criticizing and throwing skepticism at each other in, in a productive format so that we can eventually just have a very good model to understand what things are true and what things aren't true. And we can build upon that and self-correct while we make mistakes. You know, John, you had mentioned that it's good to that we can work together and come together with um, like, well, people agreeing in the same room, not to pick on you, but there was times in England where they didn't even know America existed. And there was like, no, we're this is all the world. This is it. This is basically it. The grand seas go all around. I'm not blaming you guys for flat Earth. I I think that's Italy. We'll 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 throw them under the rug for that. But like Mm -hmm. people agreeing in a room doesn't necessarily make something true. But if you throw more people into the room or if you have more discussions, even after the fact or publish your results so that other people can critique it. After a certain point, you can start to change that opinion to like a working theory. And then, if it's further tested, you can move it, move it to a law, which is yeah, yeah. just in a statement of we're so confident it's true that it'll require a lot of work for us to. That's right. To it's, like, reassess it.
3: It's got to be repeatable too. Uh, mm. It's it's not a case of uh, one instance where lots of people agree about the observation because that could be a conjurer fooling them. Yep. But if if you can get it to repeat from you know different viewpoints, then you've got something that's. Pretty short and pretty strong, pretty close to being absolutely true. But as far as America's concerned, you know, we used to have a map and it sort of petered out and there was a sign saying, here be dragons. Oh, cool. (laughs) I'm not sure we weren't better off then.
2: (laughs) You know, now it's the opposite. So it was like a point where England knew didn't know there was another countries and now it's like America exists and now America doesn't know that there's other countries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're They're like, Luxembourg. Yes. There's a place called Luxembourg. Where is that on the map? I don't believe that. I don't yeah. it. I don't believe it. There's, there's a, a
3: meme. Like there's a meme going around at the moment, which has got a map of Europe, and yeah. overlaid on top of it is a map of Texas. And of course, Texas <laughs> covers most of Europe.
2: Oh, well, wow. 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 I didn't even know it was that big. The
3: point is mm. size isn't everything.
2: Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Boudre- Oh, my next question is for John Richards. John Richards. This is another question from one of our listeners. Let me just scroll to the point. There's all right. So here's the question. John Richards, how do you know that the soul is the same thing that you call yourself? And this <laughs> comes from the show responsibility and accountability where we were talking about um, soul, uh, Larry was talking about souls, let's just be honest. Larry was talking about souls, and what's the value of a soul going to heaven if it's not you? Well, then one of our listeners asked, well, how do you know that the soul and what that what you call yourself are different things? Are you coming to me on that? Yeah, I'll go to you on that.
3: Okay, well, I don't think there is such a thing as a soul, except that bit that's on the bottom of my shoe, or the bits... (laughs) And, and we, we have, have two
1: of them <laughs> yes, yes.
2: yeah yes. you know it could be someone a load of questions so how do you know that the soul is the same thing that you call which you call yourself right uh larry don't i've heard the rant we've heard the <laughs> rant we know the rant how about uh, we go to you before larry gets in so larry just give us give us a chance, <laughs> a chance for another opinion about souls to come out we know you <laughs> don't right. like them we know okay. it every Something show bad. yeah Boudreau. Boudreaux, what do you think about the question? How do you know that a soul is the same thing that what you call yourself is, is the literal uh, big question. Little yeah.
0: It, it, it's hard for me to, to, to give this a, uh, a serious response just because I, you know, the idea of a soul is magic anyway. So if you introduce magic, it really could be anything. So it mm. it could be the self uh, it's, uh, it's. <sighs> Uh, since we haven't brought up Sam Harris, it's about time I do that. Uh, <laughs> it, he does have a, a, he makes a point about free will where, uh, you know. Oh my gosh, we yeah, hit all the topics. Yeah,
2: no, We back on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he makes a point though that, you know, even if uh, you have a soul and your soul makes decisions for you, you know, mm. you didn't choose your soul. So mm. again, it doesn't enter free will. So I think from that point of view, if I, I, trying to steel man an argument uh if if there is a soul the soul i think is doing the controlling of you Hmm. i think in most scripture
2: references so i guess the soul would be the same as the self i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out something that's gonna make larry upset but i wanna (laughs) wanna follow through on this i am an immersion part of my broad my body i am my identity and my identity is an emergent part of my body. My brain has functions that basically create a mind. What do you mean by is, emergent.
1: I mean, my uh, emergent? Emergent part,
2: which is like if you hurt my body, if you hurt and damage my body, it's gonna eventually affect my identity. But if you cut off my leg, it's not like I have less of an identity. Like I'm still here. Like my, my brain, which is part of my body, generates something that is this experience that I'm feeling as like a, a person with identity. So I'm an emergent part of my body, but I am still very much nested in the physicality of my body. But I can understand people feeling like the, the 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 virgin aspect of, well, if I lost my arm or if I lost feeling or sensitivity from my waist down, I'm still here. If I lost an eye, I am still here, I'm not less of a person. So maybe I'm not my body whatsoever. And maybe that part of me is my soul. And so that's such that even when I die or my body's dead, that part of me is still going to be alive, and maybe that's the part that goes to heaven for all of eternity. And maybe that's why a lot of people correlate their soul with their identity. But I find that relationship to be, but uh, uh, invalid or uh, uh, saccharine is probably the better way of putting it because there's not a lot tying the two together. And I have more complications with my identity going to heaven without my body because I like my body than <laughs> with them with it or without it or yeah, that's what I'm saying, Larry. All right, we've, we've released all the vowels. You You're free to if you need to.
3: That's a, that's an experiment we could do, isn't it? I mean, you you know the uh, the Monty Python knight who has all his limbs chopped off.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a flesh wound,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were talking about emergent properties. Um, what what that means <clears throat> to me is that uh, it's something that happens after you get um, two or three things that are not really related together and put them together. And then you get a new property because you've, you've combined them. Let's say you take a, a, a box full of uh, maybe a thousand water mo- or H2O molecules sure. Sure, and sure. you put your hand in there and, all, and it's, it's not wet because it's a gas, it's very diffuse. Uh, but if you get a whole bunch of them together you have an emergent property of wetness yes. and when you get a brain <clears throat> All these atoms together and the, and the chemicals and the neurons built up and and all this, you have a brain that has an emergent property of your identity. And that's that's, that's all you really have. But it's the property of a working brain. Brain yeah. stops working. So yes. does the thought process. Identity. So does the identity. It just okay. goes away like a, a f- flame being blown out. Uh, the, the flame doesn't have a soul. You know, where does the flame go after
2: oh,
1: <laughs> you know, Just you, because Larry, it's you energy. You're so
2: good. You're doing such a good turn with you. And then he's just like, but let me just stick the souls real quick. Let me just stick at the soul. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. The flame, that, that idea of a soul doesn't stick to the emergent property, which is just yeah. a component of a physical. Well, the reason I
1: threw that in there is I, I, come, uh, I go on Facebook and other chat groups where the people are just constantly saying, you can't destroy energy. Your soul is an energy. Your identity (laughs) is energy. Therefore, when you die, the energy has to go somewhere. You know, Mm -hmm. and and then rather than saying it simply dissipates into the universe, um, you know, like I I, I try to point out that you know, a flame on a candle is energy. If you extinguish it, does the energy go somewhere? They 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 won't say it's a soul, but Mm -hmm. but they they will admit that that diffuses. And what about um, the consciousness of dogs and cats and apes? Are they souls or are they just consciousness, an emergent property of their brain? That's the point I try to get across.
2: So I keep getting upset when people say you can't destroy energy because we know equal equals, equals m c squared. Like, have people not paid attention to that? You can convert energy to mass, you can convert yeah, mass yeah. to energy. That's the whole. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that whole formula means. People write it on yeah. a board to feel smart, but that's what that yeah. means.
1: But they keep trying to say that the, your soul is energy or your identity is energy What's when it's really it just an emergent pro, emergent property of a working brain,
2: if it exists at all. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, John.
3: Has experienced the death of a warm-blooded creature, they will know that the heat dissipates mm. as it takes on the temperature of the ambient temperature of the surroundings. Yeah. It's the same as, you know, a cup of coffee. It will cool down.
2: Mm. Very true.
1: Um, you need to start winding down. Uh-huh.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I had a really good listener comment regarding uh, let there be light being one of the first steps in the Bible. When we know how light works, it bounces off stuff and then goes back into our eyes. So if there's not, if light was the first step, there's nothing for light to bounce off of. So let there be light is basically, let there continue to be darkness forever because I can't see anything because there's nothing for light to bounce off of. Mm -hmm. Does anyone understand that? It blows my mind that that's the first step in creating a universe. It's like, let there be light. It's like, there's no difference, God. Why did you do that? Yeah, (laughs) It's like, oh, well, then let there be stuff. And now the light's bouncing off of it. Now I can see it. Fantastic. Yeah, there, has, there has to be a source of light. There's got to be stuff for light. To, even if there was a source, there has to be stuff that light to bounce off of for, there for you to even perceive the light. Because it doesn't work. It's not like Superman. Well, later. I mean, you could
1: perceive the source if it was like a sun, if he created a sun or something, as the source of light. But... You know, he didn't say let there be a sun, he said let there be light. So
2: Oh yeah. that's a good idea. Now I'm gonna have to wrap yeah. my head around that. That'll be for next week. I guarantee in, in fact, uh-huh. the sun
3: the sun wasn't created until later, after right. the light.
2: Right. And you need stuff to make the sun, so it still comes true, back the <laughs> it's still
3: coming. True true that. It's, it's okay. just what you Americans call BS.
2: Yeah. All right. Guys, we're getting ready for the end of the show. Bujo, anything that you'd recommend that we check out before next week? Man, I got I got
0: nothing, but I do apologize. Um, my my workout routine has been either nine fifteen or or ten thirty every Sunday, and it's like right in the midst of of the radio show. So
2: no apology I, for working out. The only bad workouts are the ones that don't happen. So I'm that's that. that's that's good. But yep. uh, I'm gonna try try better to to make the show more. I, I always enjoy this. Yeah, we're always happy to have you on, John Richards. Same to you. Anything that you recommend we check out before next week?
3: Yeah, last night, Tercia and I had a really enjoyable conversation with a Texan who used to be a missionary. He was the son of two missionaries, and he has now become, he's a software engineer, so you might be able to relate to that. But he, he has now become an atheist, although he's still married to a Christian. It was a fantastic conversation. I thoroughly recommend you to watch it. And there's a sting in the tail, a surprise item in the last few minutes.
2: Very cool. Where can we check that out at?
3: Free Thought Productions channel. Very,
1: very cool. On YouTube. Live. On YouTube.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. In,
2: in
1: the live category.
2: Very, very cool. cool. I'll, and I'll throw out mine, I would recommend, we're talking about at the top of the show, that you check out DJ Audits, which is this guy who goes out with a drone or in public spaces, and he's a public photographer, he just takes pictures of places in in public, And when people come up to him and say, excuse me, I would appreciate if you don't take pictures of me, he reminds them that he's effectively like a sprinkler and people just walked up to a sprinkler to be like, please don't get me wet. I didn't approve or give you permission to get me wet. It's like, you can leave. I'm in public. You're in public. There's no expectation for privacy. I'll happily educate you on like the laws or have a discussion on it. But for the most part, please let me continue to do my job because I'm tired of people coming up to me and telling me that I can't do the thing that I need to do as like my career. And. he does it he has a much more polite approach than a lot of other people who have similar channels and i find it to be he's genuinely interested in the things that he's taking pictures of like industries or buildings and it's always fun how he handles people who come in out of nowhere to tell him that he can't do the thing that he's clearly been doing for the last couple of years anyway that's my thing dj audits larry anything that you want to check out
1: well um my got? website, my my channel. Uh, but first of all, let me say, if you listen to this on the radio, we also take this and turn it into a podcast and put it out for everyone to listen to. Uh, you can you can find this show on podcast everywhere. Just search for Digital Freethought Radio Hour. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. If you're having trouble leaving religious beliefs behind, you can get help from recoveringfromreligion.org. Good folks there. My content can be found at digitalfreethought.com. Be sure to click on the blog button uh, for our radio show archives, atheist songs, and many articles on the subject. Yes, atheists have songs. Sorry, uh, Steve Martin. (laughs) My YouTube channel is YouTube channel handle is at Doubter5. And you can find my book, Atheism What's It All About, on Amazon. Remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. The time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life. And we'll see you next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock here on WOZO Radio. Say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. bye.